0: that all up anyhow what's good ladies and gentlemen it's your boy five mics husband father educator writer mc the microphone gives me wings it is what's today thursday april 20 to 5th i don't know uh, thank you so much for tuning in uh i'm i'm super excited today because this is my second week in a row like, posting on time, like, for a release tomorrow, so that, that means follow through, that's good, that's, damn, it's, damn, you're right, Michelle, thank you, it's Wednesday, my bad, uh, the title of this episode is called, My Son and Kanye West Had the Same Birthday, um, let me take this music out of my ear, because it's bothering me, uh, Facebook people, thank you so much for tuning in. I see Lavelle, I see I see Michelle, I see Dawn, I see Shanta, I see, you know, thank you so much for tuning in. Spread the word. I think this is going to be a special episode. I just had that feeling. Um, this is the episode that has, has been bubbling for a while. So for the folks that are new or that don't know, when I record these podcast episodes, as you can tell, I don't have any notes. The computer screen is just my editing board. Um... I have ideas in my mind, and I don't want to be too scripted because just knowing how I am and the type of facilitator that I am, uh, the more scripted, the more I get in my head, the more like thoughts don't come out authentically. And I think for these kinds of conversations about manhood, um, I think that there's a certain vulnerability that I have to share in this format, on this platform. To really get to some of the issues that, you know, that men deal with that, you know, when we talk about manhood. Anyhow, did I say this is the Idea of Manhood podcast? This is season four, episode two. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in. So the title, right? My son does actually have the same birthday as Kanye West I don't think I knew that until about three years after he was born and I was like nah stop playing like when it came up I was like you gotta be kidding me because folks that know me know that uh, Kanye is probably one of my favorite artists like as a you know a music guy like I've given this Premise. I've given this foundation before, but I grew up playing the piano since I was four years old. Uh, I played the piano. I took uh, piano lessons at Concord Baptist Church in in uh, Brooklyn, New York, in Marcy in the Marcy area or the Bed-Stuy area um, with Mr. Logan, mean-ass piano teacher. But I was I was like a concert pianist when I was eight, like straight up, like not even bullshit. Um, I was just a monster at the music and I love music like I grew up around you know Donny Hathaway, one of my favorite artists of all time. Uh, and of course, Michael Jackson, of course, Stevie Wonder, Isley Brothers, Minnie Riperton. Uh, these are the things that I grew up on. So, you know, when it comes to soul music and music in general, that's my background. And then, you know, in middle school, you know, I played the saxophone. High school, I played the saxophone and the trumpet and the trombone. And when I got to college, I stayed in the marching band. And I just, music has always been a huge part of my upbringing. So, you know, Kanye West as a result was always in my mind like represented us regular dudes that you know were kind of nerds that went to college and did our own you know it's like didn't really you know we weren't the athletes we weren't like the cool kids like he was always had a I always had a special connection with the idea of Kanye West um and so when I found out that him and my son had the same birth I was like oh snap look at that oh I didn't shout out my shirt today my shirt Uh, for those of you music a music reference as well i don't know if you can see it because all these comments are on my screen but uh it says to the bros who march onward and upward towards the light to the bros who march onward and upward towards the light this volume is respectfully dedicated so this shirt is actually a reference to alpha phi alpha my fraternity uh it is in the likeness of the drake album cover uh remember the the his first mixtape, uh second mixtape, uh, the the famous one, the the one that got so so far gone. And um, this was the cover. It's like the little boy reaching up to the light. This is uh, an alpha reference, and I have on my represent Brooklyn always. The Biggie Smalls, you know, the Biggie Smalls distressed denim dad hat. That's just where I am right now. Um. Anyhow, so as I was. Planning for this episode... I wasn't really thinking about Kanye West, so to speak. This episode was really going to be all about my son. And it is. This episode is all about my son. Right? All about raising a boy. All about... uh, This episode is about raising sons. Right? With all this stuff with Kanye West has happened in the last couple days... You know, it reminded me like, oh, Gemini, my son crazy, my Kanye crazy. I'm like, oh, okay. I just make, I mixed them together so people can, you know, a you know, little provocative nature there or whatever. But in all honesty, you know, uh, my son is in sixth grade. Uh, first year of middle school, 11 years old. And I've kind of had this thought all throughout his life in connection to, like, my life growing up. Right. So, my life growing up, I just explained to you, I was a music kid and I was kind of a nerd. I had big glasses. I was chubby, you know, I didn't really fit into a lot of groups. Music was my thing. And so, when it came to confidence, right, when it came to confidence, I'm not talking cockiness. I'm not talking about, you know, any sort of swag on any level because I had none, right. But when it came to confidence, that is a dynamic of my personality me personally that i did not have until i was well into my college years right like yeah yeah exactly that was me that little emoji was me right Uh, i have big glasses my haircut was always messed up i was a mess um and so my confidence as a result, because, you know, the way that boys are socialized, much like girls, because we only think that girls are the ones that are socialized about, like, how they look and to care about their body image. That shit is very, very, very real with boys as well. The only thing is that boys hide it, which make it a lot worse, in my opinion. Anyway, we're not going to have, like, oppression wars here. But... For me, it was challenging being a kid that didn't really have, you know, didn't really have a whole lot of confidence in a lot of areas, right? Um, until, like I said, I got into college, I got rid of my glasses, I got contacts. I, I, I found an angle, in, in really in college, so I'm 18, 19, 20 years old, when I had some sort of, when I felt confident, and even in that arena, it still wasn't always like, you know, I had to be happy to be in my nerd lane. And, you know, that's before it was cool. Like, that's why I love the college kids now and the young people now because they don't care. Like, when I walk into the high school, the nerds the nerds are cool. Like, they got the flyest clothes. They still got the nice shoes. Like, us nerds back then was like revenge of the nerds. We were on some other stuff. Anyhow, so as I'm raising my son and I'm watching him grow and I'm, you know, I'm watching him, but like I recognize that he is confident, like naturally confident. This is not something, you know, from a young age, it's something that we talk about now, but when he was four and five, three and four and five years old, he had a certain confidence. He had an air about him. He, he just, everything that he tried, he was good at. Again, as his father, I couldn't, like, help him navigate that arena, right? And so, from the beginning, when I noticed that, you know, this kid, like, he's handsome, he's athletic, you know, like, any sport, he's tried, he's not only, excuse me, done well, and he's exceed, like, he's just stupid, like, he just picks up stuff so quickly, and he's smart, And I'm not just talking like, you know, he makes, you know, he's a B student. Like, he's making all A's, all B's in gifted and talented schools. And so, I'm noticing, like, he has this, like, he has the package, right? He has it, you know, quote-unquote, he has it all. And there were aspects about his development and his personality that I couldn't really, like, I couldn't really tell him how to, at that age at a at a a 6789 10 11 12 he's about to be like how to channel that confidence while not being a jerk while being respectful while doing what you need to do not relying just on your talent but that you have to work hard and so on you know so it was those messages but then it's like how do you process that in the brain of a 8 and 9 year old Right, so I saw it. I saw it clear as day like this boy is special. Right, okay, cool. Everybody's supposed to think that about their kids, but I'm looking at him like this boy is special. And at the same time, I also recognized that there were systems in his life that were not able to handle his confidence. Like, they the same way that I didn't know how to be confident or I didn't have the, 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 the skill set or whatever to believe in my own self growing up. There were entire institutions that weren't able to speak to his confidence and to develop it and to empower it and grow it in different environments. So what we saw from the beginning was we're getting calls home. You know, your son, you know, he had a tough day today, uh, so on and so on and so so forth. And I'm like, oh, man, okay, what happened? Well, you know, he, you know, someone asked him to do something. He didn't want to do it. And I'm like, okay, what happened? Then he punched everybody in the face and threw up a table. No, that was it. Then he went to his desk, and we had to calm him down. Okay. All right. So we started. That's how it started. Like, oh, you know, we were trying to tell, we we're trying to tell your son like well, he should do this, but he didn't want to do it, and you know, we can't have that disobedience. Like, okay, you know, so me being an educator, you know, I'm I'm telling my son that's what I know. I'm telling, him, look, look, you gotta follow, like, you gotta follow rules. Like, you're in this environment, and you know, you gotta do x, y, and z. You gotta, you gotta, you know. To be quiet in this space and you gotta walk in the hallway with your hands to the side and you gotta walk in a straight line and it was something about the interaction specifically within the school systems that I just felt that the school system and even some of his sports teams and interactions with other parents they just were ill-equipped to handle a confident black boy. And I'm not talking cocky because he's not at the age yet where he could be like really cocky, like he's getting there now, but I'm talking about when he was six, seven, eight, nine years old. They just couldn't handle that confidence. Throw in the mix, right? Throw in the mix that you got a father like me who is now outspoken and is now very confident, is now very like, here's how we're gonna operate when you're dealing with my son. The school's was like brain explosion. Like what do we like we don't know how to handle this this black boy that has this confidence and this black father that's gonna come in and and and, and demand certain things and, and talk with us in this education language like we don't understand abort abort right and so I, I've told stories on this podcast before about how you know I've gone to school because you know we were getting to know our son was acting up or something was happening and I go to school and you know I, I meet with the teachers and as soon as the, the meeting would start, the teacher's hands would be crossed, looking frowned up. Your son is n- never on task. And he, blah, 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 you know what I'm saying? And I'd be like, okay, you know, trying to trying to calm my wife down because she wants to jump over the table. So I'm like, all right, okay, okay, oh, I hear you. Give me some examples. Like, what, do, what does that look like? Well... The other day, I asked your son to uh, lower his voice and something. And I'm like, okay, okay. So he was talking loud. Yes, and he was destructive to the class. Okay, what what's the context of this disrupt? You know what I'm saying? So I'm asking questions, and it's, and it's like as I'm asking questions, I'm seeing the the outer layer kind of dissolve. I'm seeing like I'm seeing things change a little bit by the way that I'm asking questions. Right? And I've known and I've noticed in my interactions with my son's teachers that once they see that, one, I'm an educator, and that, two, that they're dealing with, like, you know, quote-unquote well-spoken man, like, I'm not in there, you know, like, gun gun fingers to the forehead, like, yo, what you, you know, like, I'm coming there like dumb. Like, I, I'm coming there speaking their language. Like, well, well. Well, ma'am, if if he's not on task, like you said, a literal a, literal, a, a teacher literally told me that my son's not on task ninety five percent of the time. I was, I was like, how? So I was like, okay. Again, my wife wants to throw the table over and and throw these pencils at her, and I'm like, chill. I got this. You know what I'm saying? And even that in that moment, like the teacher was trying to direct all the questions and concerns and the conversation towards my wife, because that's what they're used to. Like, they're just not used to men coming into the education space and speaking that language and, like, and still being myself. And I'm not going in there, like, trying to be uh, Tom Cruise or anything. I'm just like, okay, so you're saying that he's not, he's not uh, on task 95% of the time so I'm like, so what is it about your instruction that is causing him to be so off task all the time oh, oh Mr. Andrews, no, it's not that, It's maybe not 95 maybe maybe it's more like 65 okay, 65, so he's not on task 65% of the time but he has an A in your class, help me explain that to me I'll wait, let me sip this water you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the type of conversations that, you know, the teachers will come off so aggressive and so like, uh, and then tell me about my son who's doing stuff in class that's age appropriate, that's not like, you know, no one's getting hurt. He's still making good grades. Why am I here? Like, what? what is it about these systems that cannot handle confident black boys right i'm not talking about cocky yet i said that already but i remember so vividly there was a kid in middle school when i was in middle school and i don't want to say his name i'll say his name he ain't watching his name was mike dimple his name was mike Dimful. i'll never forget this cat he was just a. He was like he reminded me like a transplant from now back then. White kid. He played the saxophone. I played the saxophone. We were in the band together, um, but like he was just some future stuff. Like he was so cool, but he wasn't like back in the '80s. Like cool was like you were athlete. Like that that for boys, that's what was cool. You only cool if you were tall, and if you play sports. That was pretty much the extent of it. Um, And if you had some sort of curly or wavy hair, right? Um, And so I remember this white kid being so cool and such a jerk, like, so just, I don't want to say nasty, but just, like, he knew that he was the shit. And everybody treated him as such. The black kids, the white kids... Asian Spanish the teachers his dad was a teacher in the school so of course that helped but like He was treated just differently. And I remember looking at him like, yo, I didn't know what it was then, but I was like, yo, this dude got some swag about him. Like, he don't even care that he's a nerd. Like, he got straight Converse on. He got bobo shoes on. His acid wash jeans ain't the quite right color. His shirt's a little squeezy around the arms. But how is he pulling this off? And I remember thinking, like, yo, like, how does he do that, right? And I remember him just flowing through school, doing whatever he wanted. And I'm like, so much cockiness that the system accepts from this white kid. And I see it all the time. What is it? My boy Lavelle. Yo, listen. Lavelle, I wish I had an air horn. I need to get a a soundboard. Systems. If you can't see what he's saying, my boy Lavelle White, my brother. Lavelle White, Lavelle and I don't talk but once every three years. But... I really feel like a lot of our professional experiences are parallel. Like things that we're going things that are going on in our lives at home at work are just so parallel because we're men, we're black men, we're husbands, we're fathers, and we're in education. So a lot of our we have a lot of parallels, but he says that systems are designed to destroy what they don't understand. And this year, long story even shorter, long story longer, I don't know. This year, I really feel like the system was trying to destroy my son, yo. And I get, like, the folks at work have heard me talk about it, see me tear up and get lumpy-throated about it, because as, as I'm talking about manhood every day, I know that I'm designing a man. Like, I'm, I'm making a man right now. Like, my wife and I are designing our very own man. And you know, when I think about it, it bothers me to my heart because when I think about the systems that are working actively to squelch, if that's the right word, like to squeeze out his confidence, there's only two things that make me get lumpy-throated. I can't even think of the first one, but the second one is like people mess with my kids. Um, I see it, and it's so frustrating to watch and like try to and try to fight it in a way that that means something in that system. Without like crushing the dreams of your son and without like presenting this world of racism and bias and privilege or lack thereof, I don't wanna put that on him right now because he doesn't, he'll figure that, like, he'll see that. I don't wanna place that in front of him but it's like there's so many forces that play and I tell you what it's coming from black folks it's coming from white teachers it's coming from the spanish teacher from you know the cafeteria person from the from the tag coordinator now my son is going to a tag school or, or there's a tag program within a school tag is talented and gifted so you know he's He's, you know, supposed to be advanced coursework. He's making all A's and B's. Hasn't made a C all semester. He's making A's and B's in science and math, y'all. Like, you know what that means for black boys and how they try to push us out of that. And he's doing well in those classes. And I'm like, why are y'all trying to do this to him? So, I'm not trying to take the victim. I don't want to take the victim role. Because I'm not sure if that's the most Effective. And so I'm taking the activist role. I'm, I'm trying. I had to be like, when you black, when you're black, you see. I'm now. I'm starting to break verbs now. When you black, you know what I mean? When you black and you raising a son in a system that doesn't understand them, like you gotta, you can't abide by normal rules. And at the same time, like you can't sit back and just let shit happen, because you I've seen I've seen it with my own eyes how the education system is trying to derail these boys there's a group of boys that all came from the same school that my son went to the elementary school they all came over together do they talk a lot yeah they do because they're 10 and 11 and their teeth are too big for the mouth and they all look crazy but they' are boys like they are friends You know, they eat lunch together, and anybody that remembers middle school, if you have a middle school kid, boy, or girl, you know that their parent group is the most important thing in middle school, the most important thing. We know these boys' parents, they're on the same soccer team. They go to taekwondo together. They're black belts and red belts. Like these kids are not by any means any sort of drag or pull from whatever resources these kids give to the school and they are picked on by the school every day. Every once a week this year. Once every other week to keep it balanced. I'm getting a call from the school. Me, my kid. I'm getting a call from the school. Once a week, and it's not like it's it, 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 it's not like yo your son was fighting or 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 yo your son threw a brick out the window or yo your son was doing it's all it's all stupid middle school shit and I'm like what the f-? why are you calling me oh um Mr. Andrews just want to let you know that um. You know, uh, Ellington got mad. at Another kid, and uh, they were they, they were um, insulting each other. And Ellington just has a really bad attitude about it. And I'm like, yeah, sounds like middle school. You know, like, you know, like, that's how I'm like, sounds like middle school, sounds like a temperamental 11 year old. I don't know what to tell you. Is he in class? Yes. Did he turn his homework in today? Yes. He turned his project? Yeah. Well, all that other shit, don't fucking call me. Sorry, curse. My mom was like, you gotta stop cursing. Sorry, mom. But don't call me. And create this narrative around my son. Because I know that's what they're doing. I know it. I know that's what they're doing. They're trying to create a narrative. So they can go back in their book like, oh, well, you know, we had to call Mr. Andrews, uh, you know, five times in the month of April. Uh, because his son, you know, had a bad attitude. And he, he threw his fruit cup at his friend. And uh, he tripped a kid in the hallway. And this is just a pattern of... I've been there, dog. I'm an educator. I've been in middle schools and high schools. I see how these systems work to line these kids up, to line these boys up. They're lining these boys up in a way that's like, you talk about the the, 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 the school to prison pipeline, right? Luckily, prayerfully, blessedly, our son has me. Our son has us, but our son has me to like be that buffer. You know, to be that, ah, like, oh, man, don't worry about that. You good. Like, come on, do this homework. Don't even, you know, don't even, you know, stress about it. Anybody that knows boys at this age, I don't know if it's I I don't know if it's a black boy thing. I'm assuming it's a boy thing. It's a boy thing. But, like, there's this thing with fairness, right? That like, middle school boys just don't, they don't understand. Like, if they didn't do something and somebody says they did something, it's going to cause them to do something. Does that make sense? Like, if, if, if. They're in a classroom and the whole class is talking, but the teacher says, boy, Mr. Andrews, what are you doing? My son loses his fucking mind when that happens. Like, he can't process that I was really just sitting here. And we're always like, son, like, just don't worry about it. Like, you know, if they call me, but she always does that to me. And you should see how upset he gets, like, incensed. He can't process why the teachers keep picking on him. And I'm like, son, like, were you you talking loud? I wasn't saying anything. I was just sitting there. He gets all red. I'm like... Chill out. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But I understand. I understand, Starbucks. I understand when you're just doing nothing Minding your business And the system is telling you That you're doing something wrong When you know you're not doing anything wrong We train our boys Our black boys To respond to authority If the authority figures Are always beating them in the head About shit they're not doing Or Things they are doing That everybody's doing You know what I'm saying So we all know the studies I'm sorry I'm I'm, I'm sure I'm really yelly in this mic but if you haven't, for those for those uh, parents out there that have boys that have nephews, cousins, whatever, there are some amazing and mind-blowing studies about educators and their perception of black boys, right? The perception that black boys are four to five years older than they really are. There's studies that show you that most teachers, especially white f- female, white women teachers believe that. Black boys are four to five years older and they engage with black boys as if they are four to five years older than they are. So you're saying, what does that mean? Okay, that's cool. Maybe they they think they're more mature. No, what that means is they're treating 10-year-olds like 14-year-olds. So that means harsher punishments. That's why the suspension rate for black boys are outlandish. That's why black boys are getting put in ISS, and they're not getting the same opportunities as other boys because there's so much bias and race and inequities in these systems that is beating the confidence out of our boys so we know as you know all my folks out there from DC cap Holler, what's up y'all know when you meet these boys and they're in their ninth grade eighth grade 10th you're like why do you hate school so much like why are you so angry and so aggressive towards your teachers it's because I, I see it happening and if it wasn't for me the way that the school is interacting with my son would completely sour him to education. So I think about two things. I think about, thank God our son has us. And I think about, what about the boys that don't have a dad to help process that shit? Because women, you know, women are great. Women, you know, y'all are so empathic and you can understand and try to, you know, oh, baby, it's going to be okay. But like, you if you don't experience it on that level because there's some there's some undercover crazy stuff happening with black girls in middle and high school too the research shows that um, and I don't think I would be best equipped to handle uh, to, to speak directly to those issues when my daughter is going through that and I think about those boys that go into middle school loving school reading every day doing their homework, being responsive, doing what they're supposed to do, and then something happens. A series of things happen where they disengage with the school. It just makes me think of, like, yo, this is by design. I say that all the time. These systems are designed to suck the life Out of our boys To suck the confidence Out of our boys The only place Where you're allowed As a black man To show As a boy To show confidence Is if you're playing sports That's the only place That I've seen The education system In traditional Public education system Where confidence Is allowed And applauded From black boys Is when they're playing sports Consistently You understand? things here and there. But I mean, consistently. So, coming back to Kanye West. Coming back to Kanye West. What appealed to me about Kanye West from the beginning, I worked on a college campus when the college dropout came out. Uh, Kanye West at that point in time, and probably now, is is one of a kind like we know he's he's a he's a one of one right there's nobody quite like him and at one point he represented that smart confident and cocky black boy male man whatever and all other races all genders All other pockets are allowed to be cocky, but black boys. Think about that. There's an entire movement that is bigging up the confidence and the brash and bold. It's called bold when girls do it. When girls do it, it's called bold. When when boys do it, it's called cocky. There's an entire movement that is encouraging as it should the confidence and the boldness and the brashness and the and the and the vigor and life of black girls right now. It's beautiful. And I'm so thankful that my daughter gets to be a part of that and gets to really come up with that because my wife didn't get that. My sisters didn't get that. Like they didn't have that as much as it is right now in popular culture. They might have had that at home. But not necessarily represented when they turn the TV, when they go on the radio, when they go on social media. Like, there's so much encouragement for being bold and brash and groundbreaking. There's not a lot of, I won't say there's none, there's not a lot of productive encouragement for boys, not men, for boys to be bold and brash and confident And maybe cocky. Maybe saying, yeah, I did this. Like, can you imagine if your son, if your black son is doing a science project and he's cocky about that? Can you you imagine as opposed to being cocky about scoring a a touchdown? But the schools will squelch that cockiness and that confidence out of our boys. It's, It's active. It's purposeful. And it's by design. So Kanye West has the same birthday as my son, and outside of the craziness that's going on on Twitter right now uh, he's selling albums all right cool whatever i don't I don't know I don't care um outside of that, I want you know my son has me, right uh I'm, I'm confident. There are situations where I have to be a little cocky and have to, you know, make sure people understand. But for the most part, I'm, I'm about as as humble as they come. Like, I speak a lot on the podcast. I talk, I talk brolic. But in real life, like, I'm demure. You know what I'm saying? Um, if that's the right, use that word. I feel like someone's going to joke me about that. Um, but I want my son to be cocky. I want my son to be so confident that no one's going to shake him out of something that he really believes. You know, and I want there to be examples of that outside of his father, outside of his uncles, you know, outside of maybe a couple of his teachers, you know, and outside of Uh, uh, Odell Beckham I don't know outside of LeBron James outside of sports figures and what, what was past tense what was so great about Kanye West and what he represented at one point in time was that confident black man like confident, regardless of, and and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real honest with y'all. Y'all never liked Kanye West because of his arrogance. Like that was to so all of this is you know all this stuff now. What he's talking about, this isn't new. Like if you follow Kanye, like I have, this isn't like this You could write this. I, I could tell you exactly what he's gonna say. Almost, you know what I'm saying? And what he represented was important. And a lot of people didn't like that. A lot of people didn't like Kanye. I'm the best. I'm a genius. You know, I I could do X, Y, and Z. You know, people appreciate humility in black men. They want black men to be humble. I don't see anybody calling for any other men to be humble. I don't, I don't, why? Like, why do we have to be humble all the time? I don't want to teach my son to be humble. I really don't. I really don't. I really don't because, I'm telling you why, because the systems that he's around more hours of the day than I am are not only telling him to be humble, they're telling him to be subservient. They're telling him to be less than. So when you take that message combined with this, oh, you get to be humble and be nice. No, you after me. No, no you go. I want my son to have the balls to walk in a door and not hold it for somebody else. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I, I hate to be that way because I'm that guy that's standing at the door and holding everybody and everybody's coming in and not saying thank you and no one's gonna stop and hold the door for me. You know, I'm I'm that guy. I'm like, go ahead, Hey, good morning. Oh, you're not gonna say thank you? All right, oh, oh, okay. Or I'm thinking someone's going to hold a door for me and that joint slams dead in my face. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want my son to be like that. I want him to develop that because he wants to. Not because he feels like he has to. Or not because the school system is telling him, be nice. You know, a lot of the things that we're hearing, like women... Um, talk about in terms of like these different movements. When it comes, especially the black one, we gotta remember like black men and black women were raised in the same type of oppression. Like we were both oppressed very similarly, you know, in, in different ways. You know what I'm saying? Like we were ground up from an oppressed state in this country. So I know there's a lot of conversation about, you know, Black men are like white men to black women, and there's a lot of truth in that. There's a lot of there's a lot. I won't say a lot of truth. There's a lot of stuff in that statement, Uh, but ultimately, you know, a lot of times what what black women need are the same things that black men need, we just don't have the ability to say it. We don't have the words, we don't have the socialization to be like, yo, I need that. We don't have the vulnerability level to be like, ew, I I could use some of that too, you know what I'm saying? Uh, (laughs) You know? and so what comes off a lot of times, and I talked about this last week, what comes off a lot of times is bitterness or as, you know, uh, you know, black men, you know, people like, who hurt you? It's because a lot of black men are hurt because these systems are not uplifting us starting from the age that my son is and younger. Starting from elementary school, I saw it happening. I saw how teachers would treat my son when they thought, That he was in a single family home. I saw it. I watched it change in front of my eyes. You know. There might have been a situation in kindergarten or first grade. Where my wife had to go to school. For certain things. And she was the only one they saw for a while. Even though I was the one at home doing homework. I'm the one at home doing X, Y, and Z. Signing papers. Making sure. Boom, 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 boom. My wife is going on the field trips. But I'm the one at home doing the work. right? So... You know, i do something. I'd have to go up to the school for something. I don't really like... I'm going to be real honest. I don't like going to the schools. You know, I, I don't really like... Uh, I don't like going to the schools too much because schools stink, for first of all. And um, it's, just, it's just too much. Too much noise. Nah, all, all that. Nah, get over here. I don't like the way teachers operate. I don't... It's too much... Uh, too much indecision. Nah, right? So... When we're talking about family engagement, I I work in a family engagement organization, and we know that you don't have to be in the school for families to be engaged. And so, a lot of my engagement happened online, or you know, through documentation, whatever. So, when those times when I would have to go to school, I would, uh, you know, walk into my son's classroom, and uh, you know, the teacher would say, "Oh, hi. Uh, who are you? Um, who are you with?" Um, who, who, Oh, I'm, I'm Ellington's dad. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. He, uh, y'all know my son's name, Ellington. Um, I'm Ellington's dad. Um, what? Oh, Ellington's dad. You know what I'm saying? It's just like it's just like this weird like. What? What were you thinking? I was. You know, I'm home from jail. Like I'm free. I'm like, free. meat. I don't like. And I've seen it happen time and time again. Where I'm emailing teachers now that he's in middle school. You know, it's not a lot of in school interaction. So I do a lot of my communication email. The teachers won't email me if I don't email them. So I'll email, just checking to see, you know, how's my son doing? I get three pages back about his behavior. And I'm like, you, so if I didn't reach out, you weren't gonna say nothing? Like, so what's going on in the school? Like if you're, if you're, if you're venting to me, like you sound like you need a counselor. One, two, why? So my response is like, this would have been great to tell me all along. Like we could have been talking, like we talk about this stuff every day, but if you give me some context, it could really be, you know. Anyhow, so long story short, I'm gonna end this up in two minutes. Is that, you know. As my son gets older and, you know, he's already at a point where he's spending more and more time away from us, you know, whether it's with sports or after school activities, like it's starting to happen. Like we're in the phase of, you know, getting thinking of getting phones and, you know, taking activity buses and things like that. My son being confident and assured of himself is paramount to his success. And in the same breath, it can also be detrimental to his life. Understand what I'm saying? Like, I say this all the time. I live in a neighborhood that's very diverse. And as as we were growing up, as the kids were growing up, like, oh, they're so cute. Like, he's growing so big. Oh, my God. He's so big looking. He's so handsome. And I always tell my wife, like, watch. Okay, watch. In about five years, when he's 15, 16, and he's driving, and he's walking from the store with his hood on, let's see what, what our Facebook chat room is going to say. Oh, um, there's some... Scary individuals walking up the hallway, uh, up the street. I don't, um, eh. we're gonna call the police because everybody in my neighborhood loves to call the police. Oh, uh, there's two extra cars on the corner. Um, I think we're gonna call the police and we're like, uh, I'm always on like, do we need to call the police for that? I, you know, like, can we just, like, just let the fucking cars be? I don't know. Anyhow, I think about that all the time with my son. I want them to be confident. I want them to be bold. I want them to be brash. But I also know that confident black men get shot. You know what I'm saying? Like, they get killed by other systems in our country. You know? And so, a part of me, a part of me on a certain level appreciates this Kanye. And the reason why it's so outlandish is because we are so not used to just a black man speaking his crazy ass mind because I guarantee you if you get your husband if you get your uncle if you get your crazy father that one uncle that's crazy that sits on the corner if you get him a phone and give him some time to tweet and teach him how to use the technology it's going to be a lot of that it's going to be a lot of those random tweets it's going to be a lot because yeah just because Right? And so yeah, the stuff he's saying with Trump is outlandish. A lot of the stuff he's saying is outlandish. I don't agree with it, but I also see the 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 benefit of his mentality. I see how his mentality can be I mean, I don't know, people are not gonna like this because women don't really understand like I see his mentality being important for certain black boys, for boys that don't really fit in, that feel like they have to be quiet, for boys like me when I was growing up, like to normalize some of those crazy thoughts or to normalize like, oh, I don't have a voice. I'm going to just play my little saxophone. You know what I'm saying? That's going to be my life. You know what I'm saying? You can have a voice Like you can be confident. You know, you could channel your confidence in an effective way that's gonna make people around you better. And maybe Kanye's doing that, maybe he's not. But with that said, my son and Kanye West have the same birthday. They're both Gemini. Gemini has gotta be the most crazy <laughs> the most crazy uh sign of all time. Cause I, I didn't believe in none of that till my son was born. He'd be all over the place. Anyhow. Hey, yo, um, this was a very emotional episode for me because, um, you know, I, like I said, the, the few things that make me emotional is, you know, thinking about my son and thinking about, you know, systems that are in place that are actively trying, in my mind, to squeeze the life out of him. And to, to make him feel inferior. It's happening. I'm not making this up. If you have a black boy that's going to public school, private school, shit, it might be happening in your home school. I don't know. But if you have a boy that's going to school, I want you to have very targeted and pointed conversations with your son about his mindset about being confident about being assured and making decisions and sticking to them and being outspoken being loud when you have to be That's so, like, not just loud when you're on the metro or when you're in the football field or when you're kicking the soccer ball around, not just loud in gym. I'm talking about if you think something's wrong in science and your teacher didn't explain it or you don't understand, no, that's wrong, Mr. Johnson. Let me tell you why. Mr. Johnson be like, oh, I'm sorry, dude, you're wrong. I'm the teacher. You need to relax. But you exercised your confidence in that moment. And maybe your confidence, the part of having confidence is that it's going to be chopped down sometimes. But do you know how many kids, boys, sit in the classroom and just, learn, and just sit there and fake learn? Because they don't have the confidence to speak up to say, I don't understand that. Or that's not what you said yesterday. I took notes. My son would do this all the time. Uh, I don't understand this. Well, did you ask Mr. Cromer about... The equation, well he said the equation was this, I took the notes, but then over here he said it was here. Like you have to ask him. You have to tell him, Mr. Cromer, that's wrong. That's not what you said yesterday. God, I need to do a part two. I need to do a part two, because you know where this, really, you know why black kids, Black men and women aren't graduating from college is because they don't have the skills to advocate for themselves. Where do you think those skills are squeezed out of them in middle school, in high school, where they get slapped on the wrist for speaking up, where they can't ask questions, where they can't they go sit in the classroom uh, in the in the hallway if they're too loud? So when they get to college, they don't know how to advocate for themselves. They're dropping out of school because their professor was mean to them. They're dropping out of college because their roommate, you know, uh, did X, Y, and Z. They don't have the survival skills because they don't have the confidence that was established and built when they were in 3rd, 4th, 5th, and 6th grades, especially within the education context. They're squeezing the confidence out of our kids on purpose, by design. Don't let it happen. That's all I'm saying. Don't let it happen. Because they want us to be mad confident in jail. I. They want us. So when you go into jail, everybody's yelling and screaming, hey, yo, yo, yo. they they like that. They like the yard to be lit. They like the, the yard, everybody doing push-ups and gang fights. They want that. That's where they want you to be confident. They want you to be confident on the football field. Throw that ball, boy. Run, boy. Faster. Yeah, they want you to They want you to. at the end, I just saw LeBron tonight, hit the three-point shot. Jumped up on the table. They like that. They like that. But they don't want that in the science class. They don't want that. They don't want you to ace that scientist and hop up on the table like, ah! You know what I'm saying? They don't want that confidence. You got to ask yourself why. I think if we look at Kanye West, I think it's a very good example of the fact that white, black men, women do not like arrogant men. Black men. My man Lavelle said it again. My man Lavelle said, and then they struggle advocating in other relationships throughout their life. Do you understand what that means? If you can't advocate for yourself in the classroom or on the sports team or in a group project or at work, how do you advocate with your wife? How do you advocate for yourself with your wife? Like, that's a real thing. Like, you got you to do that. You're like, oh, I need, some, I need some time. I need some chill. Like, you don't know how to do that. So you struggle in silence That's a whole Like All of this is cyclical when it comes to boys When it comes to men Like I said last week The men will figure it out Like we'll, We're old enough We have the social skills Some of us To to figure it out But it takes us to our mid-30s and mid-40s So you wonder why everybody's like Why Jay-Z writing this album 444 He's 39,000 years old Da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like Whoever is saying that doesn't understand like how men work and how men are socialized in this country, let alone black men. You know what I'm saying? What they say, we love our sons and raise our daughters. Understand? I'm not I'm not preaching like you understand me like finger waving, but like I just want people to really process the implications of these different systems squeezing the life and the confidence and the brashness and boldness out of our sons that's all i'm gonna say all right y'all my bad I, and this is probably like 45 minutes but uh thank y'all for bearing with me I actually think it's probably like an hour but uh i love y'all y'all be good Uh, season four, episode two, I'm drained, it's 11 o'clock at night, I'm too tired, I'll holler at y'all later, peace, I'ma turn off, uh, I'ma turn off Facebook, I mean, alright podcast, I'ma holler at y'all later, peace.